would bow your heads with me. Dear God, we come to you now. Just speak to us directly, dear Lord. Let us hear the message that you have prepared for us. And then let us go out and live it as you live through us. The world needs you, God. The world needs more Jesus. We just ask that you just allow us to be the instruments that you need us to be. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So who, en- who enjoyed church in the park, by the way? Wasn't that great? Yeah, it was a great day. Great day. So um, we've been talking about living intentionally. And um, kind of got a hum up here. So um, again, means to uh, live with a purpose, a very deliberate life. And then when we talk about living intentionally, we're talking about um, purposely pursuing the life that God has called us to live. Um, this occurs when we seek God's will, and then we're capable of going out and living and walking the path that he has placed before us, okay? And just remind you, God does not act by accident or by chance. God is a deliberate God. The thing that he does, he does deliberately, Okay? And this morning we're going to talk about praying deliberately, intentionally praying. And sometimes when we talk about prayer, we just seem to think that it just comes naturally or it's just something that, you know, that you just, once you become a Christian, you just start praying. There, there's some things that we need, the Bible explicitly lays out for us to do in our prayer life. And we need to be people who intentionally pray for deliberate things. We need to be a prayerful church. We need to be people of prayer. And before I I even get into it, there's an element that is not brought up in the scriptures, in in these scriptures, but it's something that is very important about prayer and something that doesn't really get talked about a lot in prayer. And it's something that took me a while to learn about prayer is, uh, you know, we sometimes we don't know what to say, and, and our prayer just kind of fizzles out sometimes because, you know, for those of us with short attention spans or ADHD or whatever, it can be a struggle or whatever is going on. But sometimes, um, you know, we just feel like we don't have enough to say or we don't know what to say. I, I'm telling you, one of the most critical elements, and if you don't hear anything else I say today, One of the most critical elements in prayer is the ability to listen. Listen in prayer. God is talking to us. The Holy Spirit is indwelled in us. It is speaking to us. And it's our responsibility to hear it. And I think sometimes we get so cluttered, so busy, and things pile up on us that It's too loud. Life's too loud. Life's too busy. Our thoughts are erasing too much. And if you don't have a time set in your daily schedule to spend time in prayer, then you are missing one of the most critical elements of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we talk about living deliberately, living an intentional life, 
that means scheduling time. That has to be there. I mean, we, we schedule everything else, and that is the kind of stuff that we just kind of, if we have time, we'll throw it in or here and there. But and there's, the, there's the verse about praying, you know, without ceasing, living a prayerful life. I understand that. And that is exactly what we're supposed to do. But also there's the element that you need to have time set aside that you spend alone, quiet, in a place where you can truly have one-on-one prayer with Jesus Christ in your day, every day. You got to deliberately put that in there. Otherwise, you're missing a critical element. All right? So I'm going to be out of Luke chapter 18. And uh, this TV's not on. And I, I can't see that one. <laughs> so I'm going to come down, okay, so I can see. That won't mess your cameras up, will it? Probably be better without me in it. It's humming. All right, so this is Luke 18. He is Jesus. It says, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Did you hear that phrase? Men should pray and not lose heart. Saying, there was a certain, in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Okay, so this is setting up a story. Um, It's about prayer. About a judge in a city who uh, doesn't believe in God and doesn't really care about his brothers and sisters. Okay, so there's a story set up. But before that, there's a critical phrase there that we should be people who pray and not lose heart. And I think sometimes that we lose heart in our prayers, in our prayer life, because of some of the obstacles that life will throw at you, some of the obstacles of our daily lives, how busy we are, um, how impatient. Anybody here impatient? Come on, raise your hand. Let's go. Get it. <laughs> okay. I mean, we live a very impatient life. We demand stuff to be now, and you know we don't want to wait. And it bleeds into our relationship in in all things. Our relationships with all things. Um, Have you ever texted your spouse or your significant other, and um, if they don't, you know, like two minutes later, you're like, what are they doing? Are they not just sitting there waiting on my text, you know? They might be working. You never know, you know, something like that. They might be doing something else. But, you know, we're just impatient. And um, so Colossians says, He's, this is Paul, he's bragging on Epaphras, and he says, uh, he is one of you, he's a bondservant of Christ, okay, so he's uh, a Christian, and he's in this church, he's a worker in this church, he greets you, always laboring, now, now listen to this, always laboring fervently for you in prayer, okay, that's something that he does all the time, is pray for others, and this is uh, someone that Paul is singling out, not because he can sing, preach, you know, he's got any other kind of skill, but he is someone who has devoted his life to praying and praying for others. 
and he is a critical element in this church that Paul is writing. He says that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So this is someone who is doing the hard work of praying. And praying each and every day for others is hard work. It's hard work to think of others all the time and to get up every day. Because, I mean, it's hard enough sometimes just to bear your own burdens, right? And if you've got to bear the burdens of others, that just you know, compounds it. And you feel like you're carrying more. But this is someone in this church who has diligently prayed for each and every person every day. And he's singling him out here because of how critical that is. And you think about, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that kind of skill, or I don't do well in this. This is something that we all can do. And this is something that we all should do. Okay? And in Hebrews it says, therefore he is also able to set the utmost, the utmost who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. And so here is the, here is the great thing about praying as a Christian, okay? When we pray, we have an advocate. We have someone who goes directly to God the Father with our requests, and we'll always do that, and we'll always be there for us, and we'll always be advocating for us. And that is something in a world like today, sometimes you look around and you have like looking for your friends, where are they? They deserted you. But here's one who will never leave you nor forsake you, will always be there providing intercession for you through your prayers. And this is why we go to the Lord in prayer through Jesus Christ, because he is the son of God. He is the only way to the Father. He is the pathway of salvation. He is salvation. Jesus Christ is our salvation. Without him, there is no salvation. And it says that he saves to the uttermost which means that there is no limit to his saving. He saves without, okay, without any kind of, um, you know, expiration, without any kind of limit, Jesus Christ saves. And when we pray, we need to understand that we have an intercessor, we have an advocate, and we are praying to the only one who can get to God the Father, and he has the power in his blood that he shed for us to wipe away every sin. Not just some sin, not just the bad, you know, excluding the horrible, all sins. All right? Bless you, Michael. So let's look at some points here. Prayer is hard work. It will be a challenge if you take that on to be someone who prays for people each and every day. Because you have to, again, schedule time to where you can actually sit down and have a conversation, not only for yourself, but also for other people. And it's a tough work. It's tough to keep that up. And if you talk to those in our church who do like the, the people who are in the hospital and who are sick and who need prayer, it's a, it's a challenge. I mean, it's, it's a challenge every day to keep up with it and to remember. I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard just to remember there's so many people getting sick and, and having needs and stuff. Sometimes it's a list. And thank God that we have people that help us do that and, and that, I mean... That is a chore, and I'm thankful for those people, but we should all be there right there with them praying. We all should pray for each and every one. So it's hard work, but do not lose heart because we're praying to the one who can answer all prayers and do all things because he is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Okay? It's hard work because, guess what? The enemy hates when we pray. The devil is going to put 
obstacles in front of you, every other reason not to pray, but do not lose heart because I don't know if you read the, the end of the story, but Jesus wins, all right? Jesus is more powerful than the devil. The devil is a created being, all right? Jesus is the Son of God. Prayer is powerful. It is the most powerful force on earth that we have, is prayer, bringing Jesus Christ in his power to earth. It is powerful. Don't lose heart. It is more powerful than anything that the enemy can put in front of you. There's not anything that the enemy can put in front of you that power will not over, or that prayer will not overcome. And it's not uh, anything that you have to use force or wit or intelligence or money. It's simply going to the Lord for intercession and for asking for help. And it is powerful. And we have an intercessor and an advocate who will never leave us. So don't lose heart. And sometimes when it feels like your prayers aren't being answered and that it's not there or it's just not working or it's not coming in the right kind of time, I'm telling you, do not lose heart. We pray to a powerful God, the most powerful thing ever. And he hears us. And he hears us because Jesus Christ takes it to him. So then it goes on, all right? So we, we set up this story with the judge who doesn't believe in God, doesn't care for man. It says, now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, he thought, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. That sounds like something a husband would say. She weary me. Okay. So the word weary in the original text actually can be translated to what a boxer's body goes through in a fight. It gets brutalized. It gets black eye, sore ribs. All, I mean, it just gets pounded. And what he is saying here, okay, is that he would not ever judge for this woman because he, you know, doesn't care. And there's not anything stirring in him from God that would make him do that. So he's just flat saying, I would never rule for this lady. But I'm really in her favor because she won't leave me alone. She keeps coming. Okay? So why is Jesus telling this story? Is he telling us that God is like the judge who's unjust or not caring, not answering our prayers, and we have to badger him in order to answer our prayers? Is that what's being said here? No. What's being said here is that we have a God that loves us so much that he asks us, come bring your request to me. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. I want to provide the things in your life that will make it better. I want to provide healing in all kinds of ways, emotionally, physically, financially. I want to help you. And think how much better that would be to pray to that guy than to pray to this, or to come into this unjust judge. And he's setting up here a complete, a stark opposite that 
if we are persistent enough to make someone who's unjust help us, think about if we are persistent to someone who loves us unconditionally and even gave his son to die for us. We have to have intentional, persistent prayer. Jesus Christ did it. Mark 14 tells us he went and he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. What's that mean? This is a prayer that was repeated. Jesus Christ repeated the prayer. This is the one in the garden. So Jesus Christ was persistent and he was intentional in his prayers. He is the model for us. We have to have times when we are persistent and intentional in our prayers, just like Jesus. Second Corinthians, it says, concerning the things I've pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. This is the thorn in the flesh. And, uh, you know, this is, he prayed three times, and guess what he got told? No. Because it was better for him. It was God's will. Okay? But he was persistent. He was intentional in what he is praying, as Paul. All right? So the, the models of our prayers, they were intentional, and they were persistent in their prayers. And it goes on and says, Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own? Man, I can't read that. Elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them, he has great patience with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will do it in his own time. So let's think about what's being said here, okay? Reluctance. Anybody ever pray with a reluctance? What's that mean, to pray reluctantly? So sometimes we pray and we don't have great faith that's going to be answered. And this is sometimes when we view God kind of like the unjust king, where maybe he hasn't answered our prayer immediately, and we feel like, well, he's, he's not listening, or he's not, I guess if I'm going to do it, I'd have to badger him. Remember, he loves us unconditionally. He wants what's best for us, okay? He loves us unconditionally. He wants what's best for us. He's always there. So when we pray, there should be no reluctance whatsoever in our attitude. We should go to him with great faith, knowing that he loves us unconditionally and he knows what's best for us. He wants what's best for us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Go to the Lord in prayer with great faith. Do not pray with any kind of reluctance that will defeat your prayer. Delays in the delays in the answering is to change us. Okay? So a lot of times we talk about perspective. A lot of times we talk about attitudes. In Sunday school, we're going through the Beatitudes, which means here's the attitudes that you're supposed to be. And these are the things you're supposed to take on. All right? So the Bible talks a lot about attitude, a lot about perspective. And how we view things and the attitude that we use to view those things can be a whole different world once we change our perspective, once we change our attitude. And when we come to the Lord in prayer, and we know that if there are delays, and it's not coming yet, that's what's best for me. So I need to, un- I need to understand and pray, why is this delay happening? What am I supposed to learn from it? 
and give me patience, make me perfect, more perfect, as it says in James, and give me the patience that it takes to get through this prayer or to, so that you can answer it on your time. Like the great song Mike sings, four days late. When we think he's four days late, he's perfectly on time. And we think about some of the times that we have prayed and we have almost given up, and guess what happened? He came right at the perfect time to answer it. So I'm telling you, the delays are there, and they're not there to badger us, they're not there to torture us, they're there for us to learn and to grow. You grow in the times of struggle. You do not grow in the times when things are easy, okay? The world is unfair, they will treat us unfair, but God is just and will never treat us unfair. He is a just God. So when you go to the Lord in prayer, it is important to understand that he is perfect in his justice. He's perfect in the way that he answers prayer. The attitude that we go into the Lord in prayer is so important. The perspective that we take, that he is a loving God who wants what's best for us. And when we come to him in faith and prayer, he answers it. And I'm embarrassed sometimes when I get a call. I might get a call from Barb talking about someone, you know, hey, they had great report, and sometimes I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like almost surprised. I'm like, why should I be surprised? We've been praying about this for months. Why am I surprised? It should be a confirmation like, oh, I knew this was coming. And it's sometimes it's my lack of faith and my reluctance that I'm praying in. And you think about how high do my prayers go? I call them microwave prayers. You know, get them in, get them out. Is the center still frozen? Yeah, but we just chewed it, you know. The outside is liquid magma. The center is ice, okay? And we just want it, just, well, I want it quickly. And that's what we do sometimes. We just pray that way. Is the, is the outcome, is the product any good? We don't care. Just quick. Get it done quickly. So I'm telling you, we need to be people who intentionally live our lives in a way that is filled with prayer, starts with prayer. And the prayer never ends. But there has to be times to where we go to the Lord in prayer. You've got to schedule it in your life. You've got to put it in each and every day. The world is not fair. It's not going to treat you fairly. So go to a God who is perfect and treats you with great justice. The world acts from self-interest. Just like the, even, the, even the judge when he was doing something that he didn't really want to do, why was he doing it? For himself. Path of least resistance, right? I don't want to do this, but I'm tired of messing with this woman, so I, here, have, have your way. And God acts from unconditional love. So there's nothing that you can do, the Bible is very explicit about that, nothing that you can do to ever remove yourself from the love of God. It's unconditional. He loves us. And we can go to the Lord in prayer with anything, anything, because he loves us unconditionally. All right? The world won't have interest in us. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die for each and every one of us. And if he would not withhold his son, what, what would he withhold from us? We can go to the Lord in prayer, knowing that he loves us unconditionally. 
and he wants to help us. He wants to do what's best for us. Back to the scripture, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So that's the question. When he comes back, will he find people who are praying in the faith that it takes to change the world? It's, prayer is critically important. And I think sometimes it's something that we just take for granted, that it's happening. It's something that I think that everybody thinks that we just naturally do, that just comes to us naturally, that we just automatically know how to pray. The Bible says that we have to be people who live intentionally, deliberately, and that has to be where we pray every day and we pray deliberately, persistently. And think about if we had a whole congregation that was praying deliberately and persistently each and every day. I'm not saying that we don't. But it's a time to challenge ourselves. I'm genuinely asking you to take audit of your prayer life. I'm genuinely asking you to reflect on what your prayer life looks like. And if it's not something that's scheduled every day, and if it's not deliberate, asking for deliberate things in a persistent way, then it needs work. It needs reevaluated. Because that's the kind of life that we're asked to live. People who pray deliberately for specific things, persistently. In fact, so persistent that we never stop praying. We pray unceasingly. So I'm going to put this back up there again. Prayer is hard work, but don't lose heart. Because Jesus loves us. The devil hates prayer. You know why? Because Jesus Christ is powerful. Don't lose heart. Okay? Prayer is powerful. Why? Because Jesus Christ is powerful. Don't lose heart. And we have an intercessor and an advocate. And who is that? Jesus Christ, who loves us unconditionally and died for each and every one of us. And wants each and every one of us not only go to heaven, but also live a life of contentment here to where we shine in a dark world and we change people's lives as he lives through us. And that gives you the kind of contentment and peace in your spirit that nothing in this world can give you. There's not anything you can buy, anything you can ingest or, or inject or consume that can make you feel like that. Only the Spirit of God can do that for you. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.